And now, the voice of truth. News, interviews, political commentary, current issues that affect Christians today. The Voice of Truth is your Washington, D.C. connection from a Christian perspective featuring host Shannon Skolton. The Voice of Truth contains unapologetic criticism of current events, reveals disingenuous politics, and addresses difficult issues. If you are easily offended by political incorrectness, listener discretion is advised. And now your host, Shannon Skolton. Hi, and welcome to Voice of Truth. I'm your host, Shannon Skolton. And listen, I have a guest on that I'm super excited to have on. I follow his ministry, as a lot of you do as well. And I've gotten a lot of emails about when are you going to have him on and what's taking you so long? And I've responded. And we finally have Pastor Tom Hughes on the program. Super excited to have him on because, you know, my heart is for the things of prophecy. Well, the things of the kingdom, uh, nonetheless, and we want to see everybody educated and grow and understand the times. And as you know, he has a wonderful ministry, Hope for the Times. It's a great ministry. There's got He's got a lot of resources, a lot more than I have at the moment. And you guys follow him and you follow others like him. And, and we're, just, we're here to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and give you the truth, right? Because the truth sets us free. So without further ado, Pastor Tom Hughes, thank you for being on the program. Hey, Shanna, this is great being on this program with you. I'm excited. I can't wait to see how this goes. I'm super, hope, I'm super excited. Go yeah, ahead. I hope I answer all your questions right. Well, I hope I ask them. <laughs> I mean, you know, we had some little bit of spiritual warfare before Pastor got on, you know, technical difficulties, but uh, we don't let the enemy win. So we prayed up and we're going to stay prayed up and we're going to go for it. Uh, you know, there's so much happening in the world. Uh I mean, biblical prophecy every single day, we see we're inching closer and closer and closer to Christ's return. And a lot of people call us sensationalists, right? They say, oh, you're always looking up. Well, that's what the Bible says. It says to look up. And we want to look up when we see these things because our redemption draws near. There's a lot happening with Russia, and there's a lot happening in the Middle East, too. And I want to kind of stay in that realm today because I know I don't have much time to rabbit trail with you, but a lot of biblical prophecy is unfolding. And I get a lot of questions, Pastor, about Ezekiel 38 and 39. Is that before the rapture? Is it, you know, simultaneous with the rapture? Is it after the rapture? And how close are we? Is Jesus really knocking on the door? So I want your perspective on this entire Russia-Ukraine situation in regards to biblical prophecy. Okay, great question. So first of all, I'll take the, are we close. Are we that close? So first of all, I'll say, yes, we are. We are exceptionally close. However, I don't know if we're talking about tomorrow, or I don't know if we're talking about five years from now. But when it comes to Russia and Ukraine, I would think of it like this. In Ezekiel chapter 38, God says to Gog, G-O-G, the leader of the invasion out of Russia, uh, where it's Russia and Iran and Turkey, they're coming together against, against Israel. They formed a coalition. We also have some nations from the south that would include uh, Sudan and Libya coming from the south that are going to come against Israel. And the Bible also implies that they come against Israel, this coalition does, because Israel has something that they need. Uh, some kind of uh, a booty is what the Bible describes, as, uh, describes it as. Uh, so with that, you look at it, what does Israel have? Well, Israel does have this massive energy find. And what's fascinating about energy is Israel really didn't have gas. They really didn't have any oil, at least not that they knew of. All the nations around Israel had oil. All the nations around Israel had gas. Israel had nothing. And then suddenly, 
in the last couple of decades, Israel discovered that, wow, we have oil and we have gas and we can we have enough to supply Europe with all of their needs and a whole lot more. In fact, the discoveries, especially of natural gas in Israel is just literally it's, it's off the charts uh, the amount that they have. Okay, so we have that. So in the last days, this invasion comes led by Russia against Israel to take something that Israel has. I believe it's going to be their energy. Uh, many teachers have taught that for years. It now seems to be that much more evident. Enter into the situation we have with Ukraine. So Russia is now threatening Ukraine. At least that's what the Biden administration says. Uh, by the time this airs, who knows what's going to go on there between Ukraine and Russia. Uh, but nevertheless, what happens in Ezekiel chapter 38, God says this to the leader of Russia, I will put hooks in your jaws. I will turn you around. I will pull you into the land of unwalled villages. And he's speaking specifically about Israel at a time when the Jews have been gathered back into the land in the latter days. The Bible is very specific. It's a last days event. So what has happened? The Jews have been gathering back officially into the land since 1948. Uh, the, the Zionist movement started uh, decades before that with Theodore Herzl. But the Jews are continuing to go back into the land doing their aliyah, exactly as the Bible prophesied. So when we see this invasion from Russia come around, it's in the last days, Israel's back in the land, Israel has goods that Russia's going to want, and God turns them around and puts hooks in their jaws and pulls them down. It's like he makes them do a U-turn. Mm -hmm. I find this fascinating, and I said this when we had the Russia-Crimea situation, I think it was in 2014, I said, eventually God is going to turn Russia around. Russia is going to be pushing somewhere, Crimea and Ukraine, I remember saying specifically back then. And at a time when they're pushing and pushing and pushing toward Europe, that's what's going to happen. So right now we see Russia pushing like this. We also see this huge other factor with Russia. Russia, with all the sanctions that are happening against Russia right now, there's a Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline that's a huge problem right now. Uh, because of the sanctions, uh, Germany has now said they're not going to allow Russia to be able to use the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which would enable Russia to supply gas to Europe, which would also help out Russia's financial needs. Okay, well, that's not happening now, it appears, because of the sanctions by the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. That means Russia's not going to be providing Europe with gas. That hurts Russia, but it also hurts Europe, mm -hmm. which is going to cause Europe's prices to excel which will also encourage Europe to make a deal with Israel, which they've already made to some extent to get Israel's gas over to Europe. Uh, Israel's been working on that for some years now, uh, some time, being able to build the pipelines that are necessary is going to happen. It's almost there. I hear in 2025, Israel's going to be able to officially go online with Europe to supply their needs of gas. So this is very intriguing when mm -hmm. you put Ukraine, Russia, all of this together, mm -hmm. You find out Europe is going to be contracting with Israel for gas. This completely cuts out Russia. We have the Nord Stream 2 situation. We have the sanctions with Biden. All of this going on while Russia is pushing in one direction. God says, I'm going to turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, pull you down into the land of Israel because you're going to want the energy that they have. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. To me, this is absolutely fascinating to watch it develop. However, Shannon, you asked me one other question. Will it be before the rapture, after the rapture? Is it a last day's event? I already answered it is the last day's event. 
Will it happen before or after the rapture, Shannon? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think it's nobody. I knows. think it's I think it's after the rapture. Mm. Um, I personally have equated it with uh, the rider on the red horse of the Book mm. of Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter six. But I don't know. You know, that's just a guess on my part. I'll admit it. Um, some put the uh, invasion of Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight a little bit later. Some put it before the rapture. But it is a last days event. And the fact that we see this developing, including the gas situation, the Nord Stream 2, everything, Russia pushing one direction, God says, I'll turn you around. You know, the fact that we see this happening gives us evidence, man, we are so, so, so close to the Lord calling us home. We are super close. And you put the puzzle pieces so eloquently together for everybody. And you could see just listening to you, my mind was going and looking at how it's all going to kind of fit together. If indeed it continues to go in the direction that we think it's going to go. A lot of Christians don't see this Russia-Ukraine issue as a Middle Eastern issue. And you really just hit the nail on the head. It is because gas has to be supplied from somewhere. Uh, And at first I didn't think that Germany was going to do anything to Russia. And I had a conversation with many on it. And I think even on a broadcast where they're, you know, they're getting their gas supply from Russia it's winter time. I doubt that they're going to stand up and oppose anything that Russia is attempting to do with the Ukraine. And they're going to just take a, I'm out of it, uh, you know, stance for the sake of their own citizens, but things are unraveling, unraveling really quickly. Uh, and it continues to get a little bit more tumultuous. Now, the other thing that we have to look at here is the continued propagating of information from the Biden administration. So one, I think you can agree with me, 99% of the things that come out of that administration are fallacy, uh, and they don't really look at things through the lens of truth. And so anything they say, I tell believers, listen, don't listen. (laughs) Don't listen to the Biden administration, their point of view on this. Would you agree? Oh, totally. In fact, uh, so uh, (laughs) Shannon, there's just so many lies that come out of this administration. Um, saying those kind of things, as you know, can get you censored from yeah. social media. I know. But I, I mean, keep putting re- my foot in my mouth. Go ahead. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I have connections. You probably do, too, with some uh, missionaries in Ukraine. And they're saying, well, the things that we're hearing from Biden administration, say, those things aren't true. Yep. Everything's going normal. I've heard that U.N. vehicles have been staged in Ukraine for media purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, as of, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, as of Tuesday, Let's see, it would be, I don't even know, what month are we in? February? February. <laughs> Tuesday, February 22nd. There you go. Uh, as of Tuesday, February 22nd, there were still commercial flights going in and out of the major airports mm-hmm. in Ukraine. That doesn't happen if there's really a war going on. Yeah. Or a threat of war, if there was a genuine threat. So what is really going on? This is my personal belief, is that the Biden administration, well, probably not him, his handlers, that's mm-hmm. what I believe is going on there. Uh, the military industrial complex, I believe, personally, they want to stage a false flag, giving them a reason to go into Ukraine that's right. and go after Putin. I mean, Putin gets blamed for everything. <laughs> Russia is blamed for everything for several years. I'm not saying Russia's innocent yeah. at all times, but our administration, is, I, I don't trust them. I, I mean, the, you know, you start looking at things just across the board. I do not trust the people that are leading this world right now. That's right. I see America collapsing, being right. handed over to the globalists. Right. We watch what's happening in Canada. Um, I think our Biden administration is just looking at Canada going, great, this is what we're going to do here. So yeah. you know. the, the atrocities that have happened in Canada under Trudeau 
are worse than a lot of atrocities that Putin has done to what people think he and how he is to his own people. Uh, and, you know, something else that has been happening is a lot of people are reading these articles that are coming out from the Biden administration, specifically saying that Putin has set up concentration camps for LGBTQ people in the Ukraine and that there's going to be this massive, uh, you know, civil injustice that's going to take place. And then you look at videos from Russia where he, you know, we know our stance as believers on this, but he welcomes and there's parades for LGBTQ people that are liberated in Russia. And, you know, when A and B don't equal C, you have to step back and say, I'm not looking at if I agree with what that is all about. I'm looking at the narrative. And the narrative is wrong. The narrative doesn't make sense. And if something smells fishy, something smells fishy. And you have to you have to look at it objectively. And, you know, I tell everybody, get your your sources of news from multiple sources and try to stay away from American news as much as possible, because some somewhere in the middle, you're going to find the truth. And I think that's a, a good way to look at things objectively. Oh, totally. When you when I look at American news, I look at it with for one reason to see what kind of nonsense the Americans are being told that they're supposed to believe. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. There's a narrative. All these pundits are going the same direction. They're all telling us how bad uh, the situation is with Ukraine, how evil the truckers are over oh, yeah. in Canada, um, how you need to be able to trust everything Dr. Fauci says. Oh. Listen, these are the same liars that are telling us abortion is good. Yeah. And, uh, you, you you should have your tax dollars go to abortion. We're supposed to believe this. These are the same people that are telling us that boys aren't really boys and girls aren't really girls and nobody knows who anybody is and whatever you feel like you want to be today, it's okay. If you're a man, you want to compete on the women's swim team, go for it. Hey, if you want to go in a girl's bathroom, go for it. This is the These, these people are liars. Yeah. And the fact that, that, that the American public is so easily deceived is very telling of the times that we're in. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, when he's asked, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age? The first thing he says is, uh, take heed that no one deceives That's you. That's right. The deception is off the charts. How in the world could anybody be so senseless and not have a brain to be able to figure out boys are boys and girls are girls? It, 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 it's, it's, it's insanity, right? You think, how can we even totally. be having this discussion? Well, you know, I have a saying, and I, I say it often, and I'm going to be doing a program on it, where Satanism is liberalism and liberalism is Satanism. And I got a lot of flack for that, but it's all about self. It's all about self-worship, self-identification, fulfilling the lust of the flesh in oneself. Whatever's right for oneself is right, period. And it's it, truth is completely relative at that point. Uh, and we see this manifesting itself in other ways with our ideologies and our viewpoints on geopolitical issues and our ideologies and viewpoints on religious issues. And we're condoning mental disease, which is essentially what a lot of these things are, mental illness. And we're acquiescing on truth and fact and logic and even science, uh, as naughty as Christians thinks that that word is, to just bend over and roll over to emotional uh, sins, really, and lusts of the flesh. And this is why our society is completely tanking. Oh, totally. You know, you mentioned you mentioned a lot of things in there. I'm not sure all of them I'll pick up on. <laughs> but one of them is science. Well, if I remember correctly from fourth grade science, one of the things anybody who's involved in science is supposed to do, question the evidence. That's right. So in our world, if you question the evidence, you are, you are, you're doxxed, you're done. It's over. 
you're the most evil person on the planet. It's absurd. Okay. So then you go and you question, is a boy really, a, uh, aren't boys really boys? Mm-hmm. Aren't girls really girls? I mean, you start, I mean, look at this guy that the Biden administration now has oh, man. pointed over, was Sam. it the energy department? The energy department, Sam, Holy Sammy. Smokes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you talk about evil. You talk about Romans chapter one. Oh, totally. Where three times God says, I will give them over. The third time I'll give them over to, to a, a reprobate mind. What is reprobate? Uh, a reprobate is obviously someone who's given over to their own perversions, mm-hmm. which is what the context is there of Romans chapter one in that section, mm-hmm. given over to it. But also how Lindsay defined a reprobate mind some time ago as someone who's so given over to their perversions that the decisions that they make will actually be to their own destruction. In other words, they can't think for their their own best interests. That's what we see happening in America right now. So the people who are leading this country, leading the media, leading the the different uh, courtrooms throughout America, they're so given over to their own perversions that they make decisions Knowing that it might hurt themselves, but they don't really care because it's going to destroy you in the process. Yeah, it's self-destructive. And so it's totally self-destructive. America, I believe, Shannon, has already been given over to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, and I know that's a judgment call, but I look and go, how else could you describe these things that we see happening Again, this person leading in this Biden administration, the energy department, you're thinking, What? You know, oh, this is it's this so is demonic. Unbelievable. This demonic. There you go. That's demonic. This goes beyond insanity. This stuff is demonic. Yeah. It's spiritual what? warfare like 101. Oh, totally. you want to know what else I believe? Yeah. I believe that Satan is way smarter than any of the people that exist on this planet. That's right. And I believe he is totally using these whack jobs, because that's what they are, yeah. to to destroy everything. Um, listen, I, I think Satan is playing good cop, bad cop. So right now, it's all of these bad cops. And Satan's just using them. They're useful idiots. Mm-hmm. And the day is, is going to come along where he's going to bring in his person, Antichrist. And Antichrist is going to come along with the solution and say, these guys were nuts. Yeah. Satan's using them. Yeah. He's just using them like pawns. They're, they're doing his work. And they think they're going to be the kings of the world. I think Satan's going to do away with most of them. And, and uh, maybe Antichrist will even have him arrested. It wouldn't surprise me that day comes. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to have his man Antichrist. The total deception is going to be here. and it, but, but these people are just being used. I mean, you, how could... I mean, you look at Klaus Schwab. I mean, you start oh, going... Uh, George Soros. I, okay. <laughs> these guys... I watched a George Soros video yesterday. I'm probably going to Did you burn it. your eyes out? Go ahead. No, he's, he's just so, you know, people try to tell me he's antichrist. He's not antichrist. No. He's, a, he's an antichrist. He's so, uh, he can't even think right anymore. I don't know if, I mean, he's he's pretty ancient. You yeah, know? he's demonically and preserved. I, he's demonically preserved. He he looks older than Mick Jagger. He does. And, you, <laughs> and that so, says something. So, yeah, and who's the other guy? Rick Jagger and uh, is, it, is it Ronnie Wood or one of his other players from Rolling Stone way before your era? Yeah. Oh, that, um, I like that music. Well, I did. I, like I did that music. I, yeah, you know, so, so <laughs> I look at that. But I mean, still, I mean, you look at Mick Jagger now, you, but I mean, so George Soros looks really bad. So Antichrist has to be, uh, listen, Antichrist and false prophet get thrown into the lake of fire at Armageddon. So they have to be around for at least 
seven, eight, nine more years. Yep. George Soros ain't going to make it seven, eight, or nine <laughs> more years. There's no way. So he can't be Antichrist uh-uh. based on that alone. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I look at these guys, Ben, but I firmly believe uh, America has been given over. Mm-hmm. Or I, I think, you know, I have a lot of friends that are very much into politics and so forth, but I believe our only hope is Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't think the Savior is going to come from the left or the right. I think the deceit is coming from someone who's going to get both the left and right to get along and agree with him. That's what Antichrist doesn't just want to appeal to people on the left. He wants to appeal to people on the right, mm-hmm. and he's going to be exceptionally deceptive. Yes. And um, But we we need Jesus Christ individually right. and as a nation. But, but again, Shannon, what we see happening with America is also, it's very biblical. America is not going to be this great superpower going into the tribulation period. Mm-hmm. So, And this is a controlled demolition. And, and I tell people that all the time. Make no mistake about it. It is controlled. It's a controlled destruction. I believe that, you know, Charlie Vector one niner, which we're not going to say the actual word because God forbids, you know, we get taken down again on the social media platforms. But I think that that was a rollout for a few things. I think population control, I don't think it really quite worked as well as they thought it would. I think it was for the tyrannical grab of power, uh, for the controlled demolition of, uh, you know, America per se, our strong economic, uh, you know, stability has to be gone in order for that playing field to be leveled. And then we saw the propaganda coming out from the, uh, the World Economic Forum. You will have nothing, own nothing, and be happy in this, you know, utopia of socialism where they will control everything. You won't even have a car. You won't need one. Uh, just this demonic ploy that came out in the middle of, of this pandemic. And we see it all start unraveling. Biden lies his way into the White House, and now we see massive amounts of inflation, and we see wars and rumors of wars, as Matthew 24 talks about. And we can only come to one conclusion. Christ is coming back, so we have to be about our daddy's business. And regardless of what the scoffers and the mockers say, they've been there since the beginning of time. I'm sure Noah was getting scoffed and mocked building that ark. We've got to keep pressing forward for the kingdom. Amen. You mentioned controlled demolition. That's exactly what it is. They're going to lose control of this whole thing, yeah. Uh, which I believe is going to give way to Antichrist to come on the scene. Um, so when you look at uh, the book of Revelation and you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, Shannon, I've taught this for a long time. I used to get so much flack from my colleagues. I think a few of them are starting to see it my way. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's the problem with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, you guys say that the rider on the white horse is Antichrist. He comes along. He's this global leader, uh, uh, goes about conquering and to conquer. I say, but you get to the next three horsemen, and you say, no, these are just events that happen. Yeah. I say, no, there aren't. If you interpret the rider on the white horse as Antichrist or a, a group of political leaders, then the other three horsemen have to be the same. I agree. Yeah. So what do you have with the, the red horse? You have a war horse. Mm-hmm. There is a – I look at the U.S., the military-industrial complex – their intention is to bring great war. So when I look at Ukraine-Russia situation, I, I start thinking false flags. I start thinking China and Taiwan, Iran and Israel. All of this is in the mix. These, there's, there's these war guys that are running this machine that they want war. That's what they've done mm-hmm. since they first got into the military when they're 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Now they're the generals running everything. They love war. They're into it. 
And it's not just Americans, it's Europeans and other people too. Wars make but, money. What, bingo, you hit the nail on the head. I wanted to get there, but you just did. So <laughs> wars make money. What do we have right now in the United States of America? We have economic nightmare here, and, and it's global too, not just US. We have an economic nightmare. What do you do to deflect from your problems at home? You start a war. That's right. Any, any global leader has known that, so that's what they did. The Romans used to do that kind of stuff. And they give them bread and circuses. What yeah. do we have? Give them free food and entertainment, and everybody's happy. But deflect from your problems at home. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look at Ukraine and Russia, there's a lot of dynamics playing in there. Uh, and I think our uh, military-industrial complex would love to be in a war with China over Taiwan, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and Taiwan, you know, speaks to something else with, um, the you know, the chip manufacturing there, which is a oh, whole nother dynamic that, you know, we can talk about. Another I had time. a Jason. I had Jason Ho on my program to talk about that. Just that he was one who created, invented and manufactured chips. And we went into the entire thing with Taiwan. That was a phenomenal program. If, if you're listening now and you have not listened to it, you got to go back and listen to that. But you're right. And you know what? Here's another fallacy, uh, Pastor Hughes, that. A lot of people say, well, we have a Democrat in office and Democrats don't like war. Look at Bill Clinton. <laughs> what happened to think, Clinton's administration? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you start looking at history because Democrats don't like what? war. I think pretty much that's that was like, what they were that was that's what they lived for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, I gotta ask you this on that show you just referenced, mm -hmm. when is it what's it called? I'm gonna watch it. Jason Ho, uh, I talked to him about the CCP and I will actually send it to you. How about that? That'd be great. I, I, it's it's on Rumble. It's on the podcast, I believe. It's been updated. Uh, it was on YouTube, and that got taken down. So I have it Imagine on all that. the other platforms, yeah. but I'll send it to you. Phenomenal broadcast, and it really gives you an in, a bird's eye view into what's really going on from someone who lived it and experienced it and knows exactly the, what's going on in the playbook. So I think you'll be quite interested in that. It'll be great. Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait to watch it. I'll send it to you. I know I don't have much time with you. I appreciate you being on. I could talk to you for hours. Uh, listen, you guys, Pastor Tom, he's got great social media presence. Uh, you're on with James Cadiz as well, correct, still? I was. We're, we haven't done anything in about eight weeks now. So uh, we'll, we're, we got some things in the works that we're going to do. We were doing two programs every week together. <laughs> And I've got stuff going on. I have uh, several books that are coming out, by the way. Oh, awesome. Uh, my next one is on the mark of the beast. And I have facts. You know, I don't. I didn't deal with speculation. I laid out facts so people could really understand. Should come out within the next month. And then I have uh, a couple of other books I'm contracted for. And then, That's and, awesome. so, and then I have a ministry, Shannon. This is really cool. A radio ministry for Mexico where um, – Somebody decided they wanted my messages translated into Spanish wow. for Mexican radio. Wow! All over Mexico, and wow. I said, "Absolutely!" So Amen. that's so that's another thing that we're starting here that I got to do in studio and have a translator in studio with me. Wow. So a lot of these things have taken place lately, and it's caused me to the point where I can't have I can't be on with a regular guest every week all the time because my skit my you're walking is, through doors God's opening. I, I am. That's exactly and that's what, what you got to so, do, right? Yeah. Well, I do need to be faithful to it. You know, I hope James isn't <laughs> mad at me for it, but James and I still talk almost every day. There but, you go. Uh, but uh, I just tell him, James, I'll, I'll do what I can. Hey, well, you know, you have hope for times.com. You can check that out if you uh, want to look at what Pastor Tom is doing. Pray for him. Hey, you've got a lot going on. Pray for him as God continues to just pour out his spirit and his blessings and 
that ministry being fruitful. We wish you well. I'll make sure I send you uh, the information on that on that program I did. But then also, I'm going to send you another video. I don't know if you've seen the uh, Canadian bank video of them talking about a digital ID for banking. I'm going to send that to you too. I'm going to talk about that tonight on the program. That plays right into the Mark of the Beast system, the Beast system. Uh, that so, would be sweet. Yeah, you'll, you'll look at that. But hey, everybody, Pastor Tom Hughes, Hope for Our Times, amazing man of God, follow his ministry. Thank you so much for giving time, and, and we'll chat, and uh, we'll meet up again. Great. Thanks, Shannon. Hey, blessings to you, everybody. Pastor Tom Hughes, I know that you follow him, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that his ministry has blessed you as it has blessed me. We need to continue to fight for what is right and stand up for truth. And that is what a lot of us are doing, especially from a biblical perspective when we're talking about prophecy, when we're talking about the things of scripture, when we're talking about good hermeneutics in the Bible, proper eschatological views, uh, and having a foundation of good theology. We all say, oh, well, these are really big words and I don't understand how they play together. They do. Because if you don't have a good way of doing inductive Bible study or understanding scripture, your worldview will be skewed and therefore you will make decisions not with a really good biblical foundation. So ministries like Hope for Our Times and Jan Markell and James Cadiz and Jack Hibbs and all these other people, what we are, are attempting to do and Voice of Truth is say, we're going to give you the foundation of truth. You're going to get solid Bible teaching and then you're going to get what's really happening today. And then you're going to be able to look at it through the pr appropriate lens to make decisions for your relationship with the Lord and your family and your life. And that's what it's about, igniting that fire and sparking that zeal in you as a believer. Look, a lot more has gone on. I didn't get to talk to Pastor Tom about, uh, but, you know, Babylon, the iconic ancient city. We all know that they've been saying that this is going to be like a phoenix rising from the ashes where Babylon will be once again, uh, you know, a nation and it will be resurrected in the end. Well, guess what, everybody? Just as the Bible prophecy predicts, uh, the latest and greatest Arab news is saying that there's just the possibility for Babylon to be rewritten, remade, manifested. Uh, and there's a lot of scoffers out there who say, oh, no, you know, out of the sands of what? There? No way. It's not going to happen. But it is. And there's a lot of antagonists saying that it's not going to happen and they're not even looking at it. And these skeptics are abounding. But at the end of the day, even though Babylon was evil and atheistic and paganistic, and we see a lot of things that manifest themselves demonically through the ideologies uh, and the stories of paganism, we know that they're these people absolutely love the uh, idea of rebuilding Babylon in Iraq, period. You have that happening. You know, you also have in the presence of all of this chaos, this Russia distraction, which I believe is a distraction from other things that are transpiring. COVID was a giant distraction. This potential war is a giant distraction. We see a lot of things happening in the Middle East, which are not being publicized. Uh, and it's all to take your eyes off of what's really going on. Bill Gates gets on the pipeline. And what does he say? Oh, you know, uh, I, I predict we're going to have another pandemic. Absolutely. Um, but it's going to be a different pathogen next time. Do you think that it's a prediction or do you think that as Satan says, or as Satanism says, they have to tell you in advance before they do it because that's how these satanic ritualistic things manifest themselves and work. You know, they hide it in plain sight and they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Of course, there's going to be another pandemic uh, and there, it's going to be a different path pathogen. I've talked to a lot of theologians, uh, you know, about what they think in biblical prophecy, but also a lot of doctors, and they believe it's going to be like smallpox or something of that nature. Um, but 
he's telling you exactly what he's going to do. He was speaking at Germany's annual Munich Security Conference on Friday. The globalist billionaire Bill Gates confidently warned that the world would see another pandemic. And this is what he said. Well, there's a lot of people after Ebola epidemic who were talking about what needed to be done. And in this pandemic, the countries that had exposure to SARS-CoV-1 were amongst the outliers. He praised Australia's authoritarian crackdown on civilians during the uh, Charlie Vector 019er. And he said, well, so Australia Australia is a true outlier. They orchestrated diagnostics. They executed quarantine policies. Uh, and they have a death rate in different league than any other of the rich countries. Well, we'll have another pandemic. It'll be a different pathogen next time. So he's pra- praising totalitarianism. He's praising this demonic uh, tyranny and the outstretched hand of the government in Australia. He's confirming another pandemic. All of this is revelation. I talked to pa- Pastor Tom Hughes about Revelation 6. We went through it. And he gave his understanding of what he thought the horsemen were. Uh, you know, but either way, you look at the, you know, the pale horse or the green horse, uh, and you look at this, uh, you know, um, possible widespread bio uh, terrorism issue, this this biological issue that manifests. And you have to say, are we there? Well, we're not in that part of Revelation yet, but we can see how we're getting there and how the global elite are orchestrating and putting all the puzzle pieces together to get what they want. This is all what leads us to believe, listener, that we are in the end times actively. Whether we want to believe it or not, it is true. We have to understand what is happening. We talk about inflation. We talk about the book of Revelation. Gas experts say by summer, the gas can get to $7 a a gallon. And, And they say, they don't just say, hey, it might, you guys, Everybody just on the lookout. We're doing our best. You know, this new war and issues that are happening are going to put a little damper in, you know, gasoline and distribution. There might be shortages. No, they say with confidence and they warn, hey, quote, brace yourselves. Gas prices could reach seven dollars. So the terminology is there. The 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 uh, the supply chain issue is there. The inflation is issue. The inflation issue is there. Okay. We see wars and rumors of wars. That's there. We sell. We see kingdom against kingdom, people against nation against nation, ethnos against ethnos, kingdom against kingdom. We see the manufacturing of civil wars and still civil disturbance. We see complete upheaval and an uprising in Canada. We see truckers convoy to end the mandates because they're sick of the overreaching government. We see Trudeau doubling down as a true dictator would, praising the CCP for their efforts to control their economy and their livelihood as he continues to freeze bank accounts uh, and throw leaders of the trucker convoy in prison, among other things. We see a demonic spiritual deception and heaviness and oppression over the world. And it's not that it hasn't been there, but just like the Bible talks about birth pangs where things increase with intensity, okay? It's increasing with intensity. We're seeing more and more of these things happening. We're even even seeing a lot of geological events uh, when we see volcanoes erupting, we're seeing earthquakes happening in diverse places, which means places that they normally don't happen, not only increasing with frequency, but increasing with intensity. Here we are. This is where we're at. So you have to ask yourself as a believer, am I going to take the information that's given to me and I'm, am I going to say, okay, you know, I'm going to dissect this. I'm going to be a Berean. I'm going to search the scriptures. I'm going to listen to pr- appropriate Bible teaching, but I'm going to challenge what they're saying 
and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to myself, and then I'm going to take this information, and I'm going to be about the kingdom of heaven and really figure out what God is calling me to do through it. Because if we honestly believe or believe that we are in the last days and that Christ's return not only is imminent, but can happen at any moment, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Are we being complacent? Are we being lackadaisical? I talk about it all the time. I don't need to continue to bore you with the same uh, you know, thought process that I have when I discuss these things, but are we being a voice of truth in our community? Are we being a voice of truth in our church? Is there biblical accountability? Is there discipleship? Is there fellowship? The breaking of bread, the ministering to one another, the bearing our brother's burdens and picking up his cross too. Where are we at in our walk? We've got to be about our daddy's business. We've got to figure out where relationship lies with Christ and what we need to do to really say, you know what, I'm going to seek his face, not just his hand. Because we're so conditioned as believers, especially in the Western culture and the Western church, to seek his hand and everything. Oh God, pour out your blessings. Oh God, you know, I need this. I need this provision. We look at him as a genie or, you know, that he, and he's sitting there just your wish is my command. And that's not God. That's not the, that's not the God I serve. We're supposed to humbly submit ourselves before him, wanting his perfect will, not his permissive will, you know, but his perfect will in our life. And that means self-sacrifice. And that also means obedience. And it is, is more important to obey than to sacrifice. What does that mean? It means that if we have a heart of rebellion and obstinance to not obey and follow our father, to look at him as not only our divine creator, but our father and our protector, our advocate, and we just want him to be a miracle worker and a way maker, then we're discounting our relationship with him. It's wonderful to sing worship and praise songs, way maker, you know, healer, light in the darkness, that is who you are, because that benefits us as humans in some way. Okay. But what about just submitting to his perfect will for our life? What about whatever it is, here I am, send me, you know, that, that, that reverent heart of saying, even if you don't, I will obey. Even if you don't make the way that I think you need to make, I will obey. Even if you don't provide in the way I think you need to provide, I will obey. And not only obey, but I will go out with the power of the Holy Spirit to trample on scorpions and serpents for your behalf. And I want to be used mightily for the kingdom of heaven. See, we, we want Christ conditionally in our life or in the way that we want him. And this is hindering our relationship, not only with him, but with our family, our friends, and also this geopolitical world, the entire world, all encompassing, not even political, just the nations. We're degrading as a society because the salt is not there. There's no preservation. Something's wrong. So Christians, this is a call to action. And the call to action is to be a voice of truth, to really identify what is going on in your life and seek the biblical and godly counsel to get out of your own way. Break down those strongholds, understand spiritual warfare, understand it in the most real sense that we are dealing with spiritual warfare every single day. And we, we are called to overcome. We are not called to wave a white flag. Let me tell you something about Ephesians 6. It's not just putting on the armor so you can be have a defense mechanism against spiritual warfare and the fiery darts of the wicked one. We also have offensive tools like a sword. And do we understand that warfare is offensive, that we offensively need to use the sword of the spirit? We offensively need to be prepared, understanding what we live in, the world we live in, the day we live in, the warfare that we live in. Satan's roaming two and four like a lion seeking whom he can devour. Are we just going to sit there with a, with you know our shield and our armor and, continue, and let the lion just attack us and destroy us? 
Are we going to be offensive and have the sword of the spirit, the spirit of God and the word of God and the power of that word and operate with all of our ability in warfare and to be successful and not broken and defeated believers? This, this is where we're at. I could only encourage you so much to the point to where you need to take encouragement. Stop being a sponge and just soak it all up, SpongeBob. But to leak it out, pour it out all over everybody else to say, I'm going to take what I'm learning and I'm going to be I'm going to be about my daddy's business. I'm going to pour out of others who are pouring from an empty cup. I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice and I'm not going to watch, uh, you know, the next season of whatever, what's the next thing that's coming out. I mean, some Netflix show Yellowstone or, you know, I'm not going to binge watch game of Thrones or, you know, rain or whatever, but you're going to sit there and say, you know what? I'm not going to just have my Netflix and chill and my popcorn and my soda and detach from the world. I'm going to say, you know what? You know, maybe I can open my house for a home fellowship. Maybe I could talk to my pastor about being part of a small group. Maybe I can get involved in church in some way. Maybe I can pray and fast and see what God has for me. Maybe the job I'm in isn't where he wants me and I'm just comfortable and complacent. And because I'm comfortable and complacent, Satan has me right where he wants me. Maybe I do need to go back and see what God wants for my life. What about my family? Are they hurting? Your first ministry is your home. What about your wife? What about your kids? Is your home in order? We need to do some serious contemplation because the world is wicked. Our administration currently is wicked. We have people like Klaus Schwab pro- professing the Antichrist before his arrival a few months ago in as he's addressing a group of other elites, elitists. And you have George Soros, who's laid the, the footwork and, and the groundwork for complete destabilization of countries and nations. Uh, and he's proud about it. A very wicked and evil man. Uh, no regret for what he did in his youth. And if you haven't seen his story, I suggest you watch it so you understand. You know, and then we have the Christians who get into these uh, interpersonal battles with other believers. Trump's the Antichrist. How can you be pro-Trump? How can you be anti-Trump? And we see these you know, good versus good battles. And you know, at the end of the day, guys, we're fighting over petty nonsense that is not edifying to the body. And that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants massive distraction. You get sucked into this rabbit hole for Christian relationships to break apart and break up, whether it be in divorce or whether it be friendships and to see pastors completely destroyed by the sins of their flesh and the, the vicious foaming at the mouth believers who do more to cannibalize their own than the outside world. It's time, you guys. It's time to have your eyes open and sometimes our mouths shut. We need to be able to see and even keep our ears open and hear the Holy Spirit in our lives and to pray and get in that position with Christ where he can actually minister to us without us over-talking him. That's what part of being in relationship is. I could tell you what, if my husband didn't listen and he talked more than he listens, when I'm really, you know, in need, our relationship would be different, you know? And if he didn't listen at all, our relationship would be different. Or if we were both competing to talk over each other, our relationship would be different. So if you put that in relationship to a bridegroom and bride, and you're petitioning the father, sometimes we need to petition. And sometimes we need to petition on our knees, just in silence as we allow him to minister to our heart. We don't need to over talk him or force him to understand something. We need to humbly surrender ourselves in reckless abandon at the feet of the cross so he can use us for our divine purpose in these last days. And this is a, this is a battle cry for you young people out there. You know, you're that millennial generation that constantly gets flack for bringing up this Gen Z generation that has been, you know, (laughs) what's the, what's the term? You're wide, but not deep, you know, five miles wide, but two inches deep. What are you going to do? How are you going to get involved? And not from, uh, oh, I'm, I'm part of this wonderful church that believes in Eastern mysticism, or we have Christian tarot, 
we're going to bounce around with incense and, uh, you know, really good worship music because we're going to invoke a fake Holy Spirit here. Whatever, whatever you're involved in, yoga at church, whatever, Harry Potter night. You know, at some point we need to understand pharmacia, we need to understand sorcery, and we need to understand the demonic forces that lie there. And we're not supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to be set apart, especially the church. There should be a very distinct separation between the church and the world. And if the church looks like the world, the church you're going to is a, has a problem. And I don't mean ecclesia church like us. I'm talking about the actual building. If you're part of a congregation that mimics and, and operates as a mime to the things of the world, heart check, heart check time. We need to be about our daddy's business. If you're just tuning in, broadcast is almost done. We talked to Pastor Tom Hughes, who, who a lot of you have followed his ministry in James Cadiz. Don Stewart and others, Jack Hibbs, Jan Markell, J.D. Farag. We're all on this path to further the kingdom and just be used. And, and as God opens doors, we walk through them. Pastor Tom has HopeForOurTimes.com. It's a great website. It's a great resource. You can take a look at it. I'll make sure that when this is produced and put on uh, social media, that there's going to be a link in the description for you to click on his website. He's got a lot of books coming out. He's got a lot of conferences coming out. Uh, he's He understands that these are the times that we're in. The Bible says, when you see these things begin to take place, all the things that we're seeing now, the time is not yet, right? It's not yet, but it's coming. It's not yet, but it's coming. But in Luke 21, 28, it also says, when you see all these things starting to take place, what? Look up because your redemption draws near. And I remember going to a strategic perspectives conference with Chuck Missler and David Hawking years ago, early 2000s, maybe it was mid 2000s, and being in Ontario, California, I believe is where it was. And David Hawking and Chuck Missler up there talking. About, I think Jack Hibbs was there, actually. Young Jack. Anyway, being there and talking about all of these things that were happening, even transhumanism, which we see. Uh, and what happens, tra this transhumanistic thing, they're saying, look up, you know, our redemption draws near. Look up, our redemption draws near. And I remember leaving the conference for a break and hearing people, oh, they, you know, they keep saying that. I followed their ministry for years. And now here, er, fast forward, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years later, and we're saying the same thing. Because we need to be ready in and out of season. You don't want to try to fill your lamps with oil when, when Christ is already knocking at the door. You're supposed to be prepared and ready. Your lamp's supposed to be full of oil. I'm going to give you an example. I told my friend, hey, when you go camping in Zion, you need to bring a parka, because even if it says it's going to be 70 degrees outside and beautiful, the weather changes like that. You need to be ready. In the season, you need it, and also out of season because the tide turns really quickly. We don't know the day or the hour that Christ's return. Nobody knows except for the Father, okay? So we don't know when he's going to—we see signs, and there's seasons. We're supposed to use these things to edify the body of Christ and be a harbinger to those and say, hey, the train is coming. Get off the track. This isn't a date set, but we're supposed to live as if he's returning now. So if you think you can kick your feet up, Christian, and just have it, you know, chill, you know, and relax— and kick back, you know, mask mandates are lifting and it's not a big deal. And oh my gosh, we're going to get back to normal. I have newsflash. We're not getting back to normal. I think there will be a sense of normalcy around the election just because it's a political ploy to win votes. And then it's going to go right back to tyranny 2.0. And if you think that Biden really cares about what's going to happen in Russia, I beg to differ. He's sending troops over there for what purpose? He pulled us out of Afghanistan. He doesn't care about stabilization. They're the administration of destabilization. And it's all intentional. 
It is a controlled demolition. So listen, be about your daddy's business. Be a voice of truth in your community. Make an effort to seek the Lord's face, not just his hand, and be a minister, be, be the biggest ministry you can be to your own home. Get involved with the Bible-believing church and make God the center of your life. Don't make him just an afternoon prayer or a Monday, or a Monday devotional at seven in the morning that takes 10 minutes. He deserves more of our time than that. He's our creator. He's our father. He's the bridegroom. We're going to rule and reign with him for eternity. He's going to be the center of our life, and we need to make him the center of our life now. If you enjoyed this broadcast, message me. You can follow me on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Telegram and Instagram. You can follow the broadcasts on Rumble and on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. The broadcast will be uploaded to all of those streaming platforms. I do a stream Monday through Friday on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, it streams on Rumble as well. Um, and that stream is not the broadcast. But if you want to hear me go through daily headlines from a biblical political viewpoint, then you want to be part of that and watch that on social media. So follow on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you want to see it. It's really good. It's on YouTube as well. Won't be there long. We keep getting shut down from that platform. But you're going to want to follow, like, and subscribe and share, share, share. Go to Voice of Truth Radio. Dot .org. That's the website. Join the movement. Listen, I just did a broadcast with Dr. James Thorpe. He is dropping documents that are going to be published. They're up for publication in medical review on Charlie Vector 019er from an exorbitant amount of doctors. And I'm going to have the actual documentation for you. If you join the movement on the website, we'll be providing it to you. If you join the movement right there, it is special just for you. It'll be there for you to look at. It's a complete breakdown. It's called the patient betrayal, the corruption of the healthcare, informed con consent, and the physician-patient relationship. It is written by people like James A. Thorpe and Peter Bregan and James Welsh and Phil Ewell and Ryan Cole uh, and Daniel Nagay and Richard Yerso uh, and Peter McCall. And I mean, all of the names you've been hearing, it's going to be there. Join the movement at voiceoftruthradio.org. You're going to be able to get that. And the VAERS data, we're going to have that as well on what the Charlie Vector 019er uh, pokey poke, I'm going to call it that. You know, if you follow my show, I call it that, has done in pregnant women and what it's doing to menstrual cycles and uh, miscarriages and abortions. We're going to have that uploaded as well. So join the movement. Thank you for your donations and your love and your support. Can't do it without you, honestly. Help us continue to get the message of truth out. It's important. We need to be about our daddy's business. I love you. And I pray for all of you as I hope you pray for my staff and myself as we have a lot coming up and we just want to further the kingdom of God. So continue to pray for us as we continue to seek the Lord and reach out for him to really minister to us and move in our lives. We talked about a lot today. Share it with a friend. Message us again, Shannon at voiceoftruthradio.org. And you can send your snail mail. Don't forget to send your snail mail to P.O. Box 401-285, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89140 P.O. Box 401 285 Las Vegas, Nevada 89140. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, everybody, listen. God bless you. Understand the signs of the times and be a voice of truth in your community. God bless.